Shut up and sit down. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Third Shift. This is episode 302, and I, of course, am your host, your funky leader, the greatest man who's ever lived. It's me, it's Matt, and I'm pumped for the show as always, and with me, as mostly always, it's the light bearer, the light bringer, the light bearer, bringing the Beastmaster at Third Shift. It's Eric, and before we even get into how his week is, I'm going to let you people know right now, it's another weird episode. And this time, we're recording even earlier than we recorded last time. So in about four weeks' time, Eric, we're going to record the next episode before we've even recorded the episode for that week. Yep. That's how this is going to be. T- yeah, this is the direction we're going. We're going to start to time cop this stuff, you know, where we're yes. we're over here just putting out episodes that don't even exist or can't exist yet because we haven't even thought about it yet, but we're doing it anyway. It's just what's going to happen. I actually just saw something on Reddit about this. I think it's called like a bootstrap paradox where like knowledge that shouldn't exist the characters know mm-hmm. it before they could have known it. So we're going to do the show or know the show before we could, could have, have done actually it. ever done it. It's going to be you, it's wonderful. You're in for a ride, everybody. Let me tell you, you're in for a ride. The stuff we've got going here at Third Shift, the, the time traveling, weird things we've got here, you don't even know. You don't even know. We've got all this money raked in all this time, and we've been busy, boys and girls. We've been busy creating all these machines, and now we're not going to stop at podcasts. Oh, no. Eventually, we're going to be in your homes, in your heads, in your thoughts, telling you what to do before you knew you were going to have to do it to make sure that you're giving us all the five stars and all the money before you even realized you needed to or had ever even heard of us. It's going to be it's going to be incredible and invasive to you, but you won't even know it's invasive because it's going to be, you know, all that funky, weird time traveling stuff. So you don't even have to worry about it. It's the best part. And I like that you started going into like the five-star thing, which is the end of the show. Before you've even started the show, you want to end it early. You want to – I'm not going to let you do it. No. I'm trying to manipulate Matt. No. We're going to do that going forward. This uh, this episode, this show is a real show. But I will say when I ask you, Eric, sir, how was your week? We have had – almost a full week since the last time we recorded because we're only one day off from a full week. So how was your actual week this time for real, my man? Well, as I told you last time, and it still stands, I had a family visiting up until just yesterday. They went home. So from that point to this point, family's been here. We've been going to the Mooville's, getting ice cream, going to parks, going to different places that uh, she really liked to eat when she used to live up here. Did that kind of stuff. Other than that, uh, played a little bit of gaming, but not too much. Oh, you know, before I talk about the games, I just told Matt, you know, off air, buying this really cool RV. So we're upgrading our camping game. We're going from this tiny little A-frame, cool hobbit hole, like pop-up looking thing to this big, awesome RV. So we're going to be glamping, as they call it, you know, living in style out there at them campgrounds. I'll be wearing my camping as life shirts, and then I'll be walking around and you know, just busting on into my fellow camper sites while they're drinking their coffee, Matt. You know, you know, it's a good life. So here's what's going to happen. You, how long have you had the camper for? Like five years? Four Six years? Six years, I think, yeah. Right around there. Okay, so in another five years, you will officially turn into Howard. You're like, we're taking up the drive-in drop-it-out and put it at the site this week. And then I'm coming straight back home. I'm going to stay up there for one night. I'm not going to sleep, but I'm going to come back down. So in five years, mm-hmm. I will I will say, look, what happened? Look, look what you've I'm become. 100% right. We bought three of them, and now we've got to drive all three all across the country to this weekend. Gee whiz. We decided to have one RV for every one of our campgrounds that we're affiliated with. Correct. That's what we're going to yes. do. You know, that's a good idea, Matt. Don't sell the A-frame. Go put it at one of the sites permanently. So that way we're like, ah, we're just lazy. We ain't, let's just go to the A-frame over at Kalamazoo or whatever, you know? And then that's it. Don't even got to worry about it. But you want that at like the C-tier site. You want that yeah, at Yeah, that like Bozo so the Clown you can put the good, place. good yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. One that we'll almost never go to, but when we do, because we feel obligated to, because it's part of the thing. and Because you're paying the rent to have mm-hmm. it just sitting exactly. there. <laughs> and you don't want it rotting. You don't want a tree falling <laughs> out like we talked yes. about before. The episode. <laughs> There's too many. See, we're, we're getting right back into that. All these eventualities and then causalities. And uh-huh. we got to be careful. You know, when you're messing with time, it's a dangerous field, okay? Very dangerous. But... That's something we're doing. So I got to go to Chicago tomorrow. That's going to be fun. But, of course, I'll tell you about that next week. Game-wise, as I said, a little bit, but not much. Um, 
with family here, it was just tough to really get a chance to do anything, play anything. However, however, I did beat Strangers of Paradise. I did it. Nice. Yeah, got on there and I said, you know what? Today's the day. Darkness is going down. I'm becoming chaos. All right? I am. And I did it. I became chaos. And then I was completely and utterly shocked because after I did that, a couple other missions opened up post the last boss, which were just kind of like, hey, fight through this round of, uh, you know, hordy baddies and a couple boss kind of rush things. And they were way easier. And I smoked through it. You know why? Because I had my partners in crime. Apparently, when you add in your uh, extra two, you know, your extra two players, uh, the game gets a lot easier. And since it had made me butt my head a single player, you know, for that last little 15, 20 percent of the game, when I got my my boys and homegirls back, I was just it was just cakewalk. I'm just over there smoking things. I've got uh, one of the girls is a sage. So she's just constantly putting regeneration and stuff on us. So I was like, this is a joke. It's a joke. Straight up joke. But it was fun and it felt great. Having that last couple, those last few missions where you just so feel so powerful and you're just killing all these bosses and bad, bad guys. Oh, it was glorious. I was thinking about doing the, um, the Platinum because there's some stuff I could do. But then one of them was go back through and beat the entire game in chaos mode. And I'm like, oh, God, oh, God, no, no. But Eric, dude, that's a trophy. I know how you love your trophies, dude. That's another yeah. trophy you could get. Oh. Can I get a trophy, man? Trophies. No, that's, that's too Tro- hard. The last four weeks, the, all of our conversations have just been about trophies. Dude, just get the damn trophies. Come on. Trophies. Just keep getting them. Come on, now, man. Trophies. I did. I got trophies. a bunch of trophies because we played another game. <laughs> we played Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Matt. Yes. That's a game we played. And we got a bunch of trophies in that because every level, oop, not a trophy. Oh, every little of this, little that. Trophy, 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 trophy. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh, that feels good. You just see those things popping like candy. And, of course, having a fantastic time. Man, what what a, what a blast. And then I went and looked at those trophies, Matt. Yeah. And I went, oh, it's attainable, 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 attainable. Yep, we can platinum this. We can actually mm-hmm. do this one. It's not like some whack job crazy thing. And it's one that will be fun to platinum, too. Because, yes, we did play that on Friday, listeners. And it was a grand time. We did exactly what I was afraid we would, and we beat it literally in one sitting with no huss, no fuss, no problems. But it's one of those games where it's like you always talked about. You can just sit and play with your buddies, drink a, drink a pop or drink a beer in our case, and just kind of shut your brain off and just run and shoot and fight and jump and kick and do all the things. It'll be fun. It'll be good. Mm-hmm. And, of course, one of the trophies, man, is just getting the ending with every character. Yeah. So... We can just, you know, okay, well, I'm going to be Donatello this time. You're going to be such and such. And then while we're doing that, it's going to further progress some of the just collectathons and whatnot mm-hmm. trophies. So just through the attrition of going through every character to get the ending, we'll pop a few more of those, and then we'll have to get to the more nitty-gritty, obviously do the arcade and then this and that. But, but I mean, even the ones where it level each turtle up to level 10, my Donnie's already at 8, 8 mm-hmm. plus, just going through... One time. One time. So obviously we have to do a few more times to clean those up. Or just, hey, well, not in arcade mode because you don't level up there. But still, anyway, it'll be nice and easy and fun to do. I don't think there'll ever be a level. Well, maybe there'll be one or two. I was going to say, I don't think there'll ever be a level we'll get sick of. But there'll be one or two yeah. after seven times through. But then we can just go, hey, we're just cleaning it up with Mikey and Donnie this time. All right, let's, let's skip that one. Let's mm-hmm. skip that one. I don't like that one. Yep, skipping that level, moving on, don't worry about it. I agree. So it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Can't wait to do it some more. And then last but not least for myself, I did it. I broke down. I said, I, I need something. I need I need something casual, something that just is chill. So I got Atelier Ryza Ever Darkness and the Secret Hideout. I bought it just the other day, played it for a few hours, and I went, oh, man, yes. It doesn't even give you the option of English. It's just in Japanese with subtitles. Yeah. And I went, perfect. And then, of course, to top it all off, the voice acting was characters, humans I'm familiar with in a lot of the anime I watch. So I'm like, oh, this is even better, man. This is just I'm feeling right at home here. Comfy as a little duck. And it's exactly what I expected. It's it's just a cool JRPG, ridiculous so far. You know the it's the super easy stuff. You know oh, I'm in my little hometown and I want to be an adventurer and let's go do these little hobo easy missions to figure out if we're gonna ever. And then the big thing happens and then 
the game will get rolling. I haven't got to the big thing yet. I've only gotten to the like second of the hey, let's do this this little mission to see if we can you know level up and become real adventurers. So a lot of fun. I don't the only thing I don't like is it's got the battle system and I, I gotta go look and see if I can change it where you don't control the other two. Mm-hmm. You only control the one. Now you can go you can L one over to them and do like a manual attack, but in general they just do their own thing. What's the L one button? Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I was just telling me on the screen, man. I never figured it out. <laughs> I never figured it out. I just oh, I can't understand this. So I just kept controlling all Ryza. And uh, so that part, I don't, I, I'm hoping I can turn that off because <laughs> I hate not being able to control my characters because uh, AI is just dumb and they'll make all the wrong choices all the time and then I'll end up dead. And I don't like that. You say that, but you just talked about a game where you got your AI partners back and they did all the right things. That's true. I am being contradictory, Jones. Yeah, I'm all, just today I'm fired up. I don't care. <laughs> I'm, I'm mad that you get a cool RV and you get to go eat Chicago pizza and I got to go to work. That's what's that's the problem. Oh, man, that's, that's where this know? is coming from. Okay, I got it. I understand now. I'm like, why is Matt just all going crazy today? Oh, that's right, because I'm on vacation and he gets to go suffer in the bowels of hell tomorrow. Ah, that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> Sorry, man. Sorry. But with that being said, I don't have too much to say on the uh, the RPG yet because, like I said, I just got it the other day and started playing it. I will tell you more about it later. But that's been my week up to this point in our lives. What about you, man? It was a crazy busy week because it didn't. It hasn't seemed like a full week, but it has been, like I said, almost a full week since we last did a show on Wednesday of last week. Went to the minor league lug nuts game. Had a sweet company suite, hanging out with people from work. Which was cool, but then you know what? I got free beer. I got free food. I got enough food to take home for the next couple days to eat. Now, don't have to cook. Don't have to worry about anything. And going to the minor league baseball game, it's always fun. It was hot as all the infernal suns of hell that day, but got a decent breeze, you know, up in the suite. There's air conditioning coming in from the hallway, going across. It was a fun time. Very next day. Went to the Wharton Center, their 40th anniversary season of shows there, anniversary concert. It was fantastic. They brought in, I think her name is Jessica Vosk. She was one of the ladies who's played Alphaba in Wicked, who's actually come and toured around here. So, hell of a set of pipes on her. She did a bunch of songs, all kinds of good times with that. And then yesterday, Sunday, I went out to the Regal, to my favorite cinema. Because every now and then, Eric knows this, they have Fathom events. Fathom, the company, has this, oh man, whatever the anniversary of this, whatever the anniversary of that. 40th anniversary of the thing. Went out and saw that. I went, this is going to be great. It's going to be so gross and disgusting and disturbing. And I'm going to rub my hands together and just be like, ah, oh, I remember this being the most revolting thing I'd ever seen in my life when I watched this as a kid. And it wasn't that. It wasn't like gross. I was like, oh man, this, I remember this being way more horrifying. Still a great movie. I enjoyed my time and had a bunch of fun with it. But I was like, I remember having to like look away because it was so gross. And instead this time I was like leaning forward and like, oh, look at the little detail on the thing. Like they'd show the split face mm-hmm. thing they bring back for the Norwegian base and a big tight shot of it. Instead of being grossed out, I was like, oh man, wow. Wow, Nito, look at the, oh, cool. So it was a great time. And I got to say this, it's a little weird, but that was the busiest I have seen a theater in two whole years for 40th anniversary of The Thing. I mean, everybody knows The Thing. Most people I know like The Thing, but it's not like, I wouldn't expect that to be like, oh yeah, come on in. A whole crowd just coming in with, no, I mean. It's a big deal, man. It's a big deal. The Thing everywhere. Everyone talks about that being one of the, the best. The best of the best. Top tier. So, I don't know. It doesn't surprise me. It's just like if Lord of the Rings came back to the theaters, I think you'd see it packed. Well, I mean, that I would expect, though, because everybody loves Lord of the Rings. Even people who don't like horror movies, why would you come see the thing? And for a premium ticket price, too. Sure. Like, I didn't get to see that one for free. That was twelve fifty a pop. But the whole theater was just packed, full, crazy. Little kids, old men. It was wonderful. I saw, like, Howard Jr. sat right in front of us. Some old man brought his two little tiny, like, five-year-old kids. I was like, okay, I guess that's the thing. But it was great, and I loved it. On the video game front, been playing a ton of Gen Dark at work on my lunch breaks only, of course, over the past week, and getting to the end game of that, because all kinds of crazy stuff is happening. And I got a story. I got a good story about this one, and I feel bad, 
Because, like I said, getting to the end game, stuff is ramping up. Things are going nuts. One stage in there, I've told you before, there's usually, there's a stage, you know, victory conditions, blah, 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 and you have a turn limit. This stage, it's the biggest stage I've ever seen. It's a giant maze full of pressure pads and teleporters. Stand on the teleporter, one character's got to stand on the pressure pad and make it go, warp, warp, warp over here, do, 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 do. Full of enemies, all kinds of craziness. Victory condition. Defeat this one guy. Got to go all through all the maze to get to him. 50 turn limit. This is supposed to take you, not all day, but all day to do. Mm -hmm. Except my archer has a skill that I conglomerated together with all these other archery skills. That's called sky dart. When he has enough MP, he can shoot an arrow and hit anywhere on the map. So I didn't have to leave that first room. I just sat there and he went sky dart. 98 HP off. Next turn, sky dart. 98 HP. My people didn't even have to move and I could win. Now, I did move my people a little bit. I didn't just sit in the room mm -hmm. and just one shot and end the turn. We did go swarming around and doing stuff, but I never had to like figure out any of the other pressure plates or if there was some kind of like, oh, leave this character behind and then because he's got to stay on the pressure plate. Oh, da, da, da. I didn't have to worry about it. I just shot the dude from the starting room. It was... You hate to see it. It was incredible, though. It's <laughs> It's one of those moments where... I did it. I did it. But at the same time, I circumnavigated every single thing they wanted me to do. I didn't have to do a, I didn't have to engage with any systems. I didn't have to worry about the turn limit or nothing. I just went, oh, I'll just shoot them. So I felt bad, but I also felt good. Nah, you just feel good. They put the sky dart in the game. So they said, That's hey, true. if some lucky duck remembers to use this... What an easy day they'll have. And if not, mm -hmm. well, I guess you're figuring out pressure plates and maneuvering all over this giant map to figure out how to kill this guy. You didn't have to. You're the lucky duck who figured Sky Dart out and went, oh, yeah, this will be great. So that's fantastic. I haven't beat it yet. I believe I'm probably on the last boss or the, you know, however many phases the last boss is going to have, however many battles. I should be right at the end for that. Of course, on Friday we played... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Had a bunch of fun time with it. That Wu-Tang Clan song is just the best. Mm -hmm. And the hair metal song, oh, so good. It's so Turtles. Then, of course, today, before we got on the show, I played Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster. Streamed it again, twitch.tv slash thirdshiftme. Doing all the voices. I have an even better voice now for Yang, thanks to you, oh, Mr. Yeah. Eric. And I... I thought about it. And I went, thank God he exits the story in a little bit. So I don't have to remember and keep doing this voice like forever. Thank God it's not Cecil's voice that is now a Jamaican voice. It's just very difficult, possibly racist. I don't know. <laughs> a lot of potential problems with this. And see, that's why he had a weird voice to begin with. Because like, what kind of voice are you going to give Yang? Like a Chinese Kung Fu master voice. But that's that. super racist. Well. That's why I made him like a Southern guy. Oh, oh, I'm, I'm Yang. Here I come. I'm going to get you with my claws and my kicks. But now, what? what now, what are you doing? That's like that's like uh, giving uh, Scarlett Johansson the role of you know uh, some Asian individual. You know, you're just doing that now with uh, that character. So you just get him some white Southern guy's voice. You know, way to go, Matt. Way to go. I was gonna, I was gonna I say, mean, you know, he yeah. is probably the only one in the story that's not. Like a white person, like mm -hmm. white generic character. So, oh well. But it's fun. If you want to see me struggle to do voices and maintain accents, thank God Sid is gone because the, oh wait, wait, I mean, he will be eventually. Yes. Because the Scottish accent also kind of throws me off. Anyway, but a ton of fun. Check me out. Twitch.tv slash thirdshiftme. And the last thing I did before we got on here, I was like, man, should I run errands today? Should I get my hair cut? Should I, like, leave the house and not be disgustingly lazy on my last day off of this three-day weekend? And I said to myself, no. No, you're going to sit here and you're going to play video games. And I went, okay. And I researched stuff for the show. I went, maybe I should maybe I should do something with that. Oh, maybe I should this. Maybe I should that. And I turned on my Switch. And, you know, I've told you before, Cuphead called to me. Like, it just said, my body just said do it. Every time I boot up the Switch, which I play Animal Crossing every single day, in slot number two, it's a giant black box with white text in it. This is Triangle Strategy. 
It's been staring at me because it's the card that's in the Switch. It's been there for however many months, ever since I bought Metroid Dread. It's sitting in there. It's staring at me. And I went, you know what? Fine. I'm going to start you, Triangle Strategy, because my buddy James, the last two times I've seen him, has been going on and on and on about how great this game is. And far be it for me to not play a game that a good friend of mine tells me is really, really cool and good. Yeah. Yes. Mm, Got him. But I did start it up. Started playing it. I'm not anywhere into even like the actual conflicts. I'm still going through the normal intro story stuff. It's a ton of fun so far. I I switched it over to Japanese audio, and then I think it started making me fall asleep. So I switched it back to English. I slapped myself in the head, and I've been playing through it. So far, the voices are good. The tactical combat is, like I said, I've had like two battles, but they are like serious battles. Mm -hmm. Like I'm like, Okay, well, I'll move this guy here. And then the enemy units just go, okay. Like, oh, man. I just wanted to relax and have fun and be <laughs> overpowered like I am in Gen Dark. Oh, man. Oh, mm-hmm. I mean, I still won the battle, but two of my units just went, yorp, yorp, got eaten up. And I went, okay, well, I put my serious pants on because I didn't have those on. I went, okay, here we go. Put them on, did the battles. It's a ton of fun. I can't wait to see how deep. Just the the combat system goes, because I love moving units and putting them on a map and sending out spells and buffing people up and doing all the stuff. You can do back attacks and, like, pincer attacks. You have a character on one side of the enemy and another person on the other. You'll attack, they'll attack, and you get the bonuses based on backs and fronts and all the stuff. It's going to be fun. It's going to be good. From what James says, all the other stuff is crazy, too. All the choices and all the things Uh and making alliances and stuff. So I'm excited for that. And... So far, I'm having fun with it. I will say the only negative I have right now, and this, and I'll wrap it up right after I say this, is I love the HD 2D art style, but the lighting is just like out of this, out of control. It's like out of this world. Like if the the big bloom lighting is like right in a certain spot of the room, and then a character walks up, it's like that character becomes the sun. <laughs> it's like so hard to see, and like everyone else is really shiny stuff mm-hmm. that feels like it should stand out doesn't stuff that shouldn't really does it's so weird like i want to turn down the vfx on it somehow because hmm. i want it to just be big bright colorful characters just flat colorful characters kind of like Gen dark or final fantasy tactics yeah. but instead it's this weird like everything's so bright and shiny and it's not this character just looks this way i'm way in the shadows in this weird section and then i come in and it's i'm all blown out it's like my webcam whenever we do this podcast yes. it's like that sometimes it's crazy but overall, I'm enjoying it. Having a good time. That's it for my week. It's been a wild week. So much stuff I've been doing. It's crazy. It has been a wild week. And speaking of crazy, I got a game for you, all right? This game came out, oh, it was the 16th for the Switch and PC. I completely just wrote this one off. I, I didn't think of anything of it. It just looked wild and weird to me. Didn't think it was going to get any press, any kind of talk, okay? Well, I was wrong. Okay, this this wonderful little title, Neon White, developed by Angel Matrix, of course, came out and everybody went wild for it. I still don't know why, man. I still don't know why. I watched several reviews and I'm like, why? This game is crazy. It's weird. I mean, it's it's neat. And I'll tell you about it. It's a first person game. You, the main character, are in hell, but you've decided to opt into becoming this warrior who fights demons, and you have to wear this cool mask, and if you do, if you kill enough demons, do whatever, you have a chance to ascend to heaven. You don't recall why you're in hell. You you obviously know that you must have done bad things and been a bad person, but you can't remember. Now, you're here killing demons to try to get a chance to go to heaven, and you'll meet other characters and they do know who you are and who you were, but they decide they're not going to tell you. And through building relationships with them while you're not killing demons, they will uncover like peace in, in parts of who you were, why you're here, what's going on. And that's how you'll piecemeal the story together. And as I said, there's a, there's a, a couple females, there's a male character that I know about. And you can have like relationships with them, build relationships, and have relationships with them, of course, to help uncover what's going on. But the main gameplay is you're in these these really cool looking weird just levels, like, and there's towers and spires and things going on, and and there'll be these demons throughout it. And the whole point is to use these cards that you'll get while traversing first person, super fast. Think uh, Doom Eternal, Doom fast, like you're just kind of like skimming the surface. 
They're kind of like uh, Ghost Runner or yes. that uh, that Boomerang X game is another one that it made me think of where you just mm-hmm. you're just like kind of flying, like all flying around. around. Yes, you'll be using the cards to do this with. So you'll there'll be cards that allow you to accelerate. There'll be cards that allow you to jump higher. There'll be cards that are weapons. So you'll get like different types of guns, etc., to use to kill the demons. And you have to the entire time keep moving. So you're just flying through this level. And of course, there's holes, pit stops, uh, spikes, everything to kill you, stop you. And the demons, of course, themselves, they they can shoot at you and hurt you and do harm to you. But the goal is to traverse these levels, you know, get to the end of the level as fast as humanly possible, of course, killing the demons on your way and don't die while you're doing it. And, of course, using these cards that you get along the way to do that particular thing. It's it's a weird game. It's it's really it's definitely indie. It's definitely cool, and the music's popping. You know, the characters have that really cool anime touch to them that I I personally think is really neat. But I I just didn't think this game was gonna do anything, and apparently everyone's loving it. It's getting really high scores. Uh, the podcasts I listen to are talking all about it, and now I feel like I should give it a go. You know, so that says something because it's definitely in something I would typically play. But the platforming and how you're just flying around so fast and then have to use your brain to kind of figure out how to traverse the level itself to get to the end of it. And then, of course, just beating your own times, beating other players' times, that kind of thing. That's all fun. So, I don't know. Pretty neat title. Definitely didn't think it was going anywhere, but it did. I was wrong. I totally dismissed what seems to be a fantastic little game. So, Neon White, get out there, take a peek, see if it's something that you fancy because everybody else seems to. And speaking of games, you should go out there and take a peek at because it's something you could fancy. Here's a game I had no idea this was even coming out. Because years ago, a game called AI The Somnium Files came out, and I bought the collector's edition of it, and I booted it up once, and I went, all right, I'm playing this next after the thing that I'm playing right now, and I never went back to it. And then, lo and behold, as I'm looking for recent video game releases, AI The Somnium Files Nirvana Initiative, hey, it's coming on the 24th. Oh, it's the sequel to that game. Developed and published by Spike Chunsoft for the Switch, for PC, for Xbox, for PlayStation. And I went, gimme, gimme, gimme. I got to get myself a collector's edition of this, too. It's got a character statue just like the other one did. Sold out everywhere. I'm too late because I didn't even know about it. I didn't have any idea this was happening. So I can't go too much into this because I don't want to spoil the first game that was almost something that I put into the PlayStation 5 to start playing today when I was bereft of things to play. But this is a visual novel game. It's by the creator of the like the Zero Escape games, well, some of my favorite games ever on 3DS, Vita, all that stuff. And it's a visual novel kind of slash adventure game where it's kind of the, the far future and you're playing a detective who's trying to solve a bunch of murders. And apparently also another parallel storyline like Six Years in the Future where another character or you is trying to solve murders of a similar type. But the original game, it was all about... You'd go around, you'd collect evidence and all this stuff. Then you go into like the Somnium world. Characters unconscious and kind of look around and find clues in there. And from what I hear, this game is more of kind of that same thing. If you like that, you're going to love this. Except in here, that unconscious world, instead of kind of being just generic stuff that you go and do, now they're all starting to become themed around certain things. You know, think of something like a Psychonauts where you're diving into that person's head and now you're in a crazy theme park. Now it's, I don't know what, every one you dive into for each piece of the case, now it's themed. And if you loved all the other stuff about the original Somnium Files, the character interactions, the choices you can make, the the zany humor, I mean, a few of the reviews I've read on this specific one, say they really hate the humor and they don't like all the boob jokes and stuff. This kind of goes hand-in-hand with wacky Japanese games. So if you didn't like it before, you're not going to like it now. If you did like it before, you're going to like this too. It's been getting good reviews that I've seen all across the board. I'm excited to play it someday after I play the original one. But it's it's out. It's coming out. It's, it'll be out by the time you hear this, unless you hear it early. And I'm excited to play it again after I play the original one. But, and, af- and after you play that game that your other good buddy told you is like really good and you have to play because it's a must play that one. So. I played Transistor already. What do you is that, is that the one you were talking about? No, that's another one your other buddy told you to play. You played. <laughs> I'm seeing like a theme going that you just don't trust my opinion of these games. I get it. A lot of a lot of truths coming out today, folks. <laughs> <sighs> I knew uh, uh, <laughs> I knew you'd be sad, but. Uh, that one doesn't stare me in the face every day because it fell off the crossbar. Yeah, it fell right off a cliff after I yelled at you forever to play it. 
Sorry. Oh, I did almost boot that one up. And then I was like, you know what? I want to take this bit even further. That's what I want to do. I want to take this bit all the way to the end. And I figured if you start actually getting mad, I'm going to say, Eric, it is just a bit. Don't at me. That's Mm -hmm. a classic third shiftism. Scapegoat. That's right. That's right. That's how I get it. I'm getting out scot-free. Get out of jail free card. Goodness gracious. But speaking of getting out of jail free, I have no segue for that. We're getting out of jail free. Oh, but we're recording early and there wouldn't be any news except there have been a million shows and things and presentations and whatever over the past two weeks that have completely saved our bacon. So we can talk about the Final Fantasy VII stuff. We can talk about any other miscellaneous stuff we've missed from over the past couple weeks, the Summer Games Fest adjacent events. Mm-hmm. What do you got, Eric? What do you want to do? Well, let's start off with the Square Enix showcase because a few really beautiful titles in there. Now, first off, they, they got new merchandise, which is cool, and I did go check out. However, I'm a poor individual, so most of this merchandise is above and beyond what I'm capable of purchasing. And I agree with that, but I got to say, that Buster Sword clock yes. oh, looks so, so awesome. sexy. Like, I want yeah, that to just so be good. sitting here mm-hmm. on this computer desk, where I don't even need a clock, because I got phones and watches all over the whole house. But I saw it, and I went, God damn, that looks good. I just want that. Just, thunk, there it is. That and the uh, the the soldier ring. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was just – what a nice touch that you got two different variants. You get to pick from two different material colors in there. That was just – that was a chef's kiss. And I went, mm-hmm. that is definitely something I want. And I'll sh- – oh, but I just – I can't justify it. I just can't do it. I can't justify it, but I want it so bad. That's definitely something if – you know, someone was like, oh, Eric's so cool. I really want to get that for him. That's something they can do right there. You know what I mean? Like, wow, what a what a gift. Dropping hints over here. Hints <laughs> right. Jones. Hey, you know, family and friends, you know, if you're listening, there you go. That's uh, something you can do. So that was neat. It was fun to watch, you know, but obviously not. Woo! And then it went into the, the mobile stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. I don't like mobile games. I don't care about mobile stuff. I hate mobile phones. However... I just purchased an iPhone, so nice. I'm finally getting an iPhone sent to me. So I'm going to have a phone that can do something. And I'm like, wow, you know what I could do on this phone that can do something? I could play one of these titles, which was First Soldier, which I probably won't play. That looks like it's art. Well, I already know. It's been out a while. It's in Season 3. They introduced like a lot of new material, new things, this and that. But I'm like, eh, I'm already behind the curve on that. And I agree with you on that, but this is the first time I think I've ever seen this game ever in my life. And I went, oh, running around and shooting and not like crazy, weird stuff, not flying around, not building stuff like in Fortnite, just running and shooting. And I went, you know what? If it's free to play, I have no idea. I know nothing about this game. Maybe I'll download it and I'll just run around and shoot stuff on my phone for a little bit. I don't know. I mean, you, you, you ain't wrong, man. You ain't wrong. It's tempting. But then they immediately followed with the Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis. Mm-hmm. And I went, that's that's it. That's the one. That's it. That's the one. A, ju- a juiced up new variant of FF7, you know, what's not to like about that? Including stuff from Crisis Core, from all of the other mm-hmm. FF7 adjacent properties. Like, it's all in there, yeah. I was like, this is going to be so awesome just to get the whole story in one game. And of course, you know, the graphics, they're not like up to, no, PS5 stuff, but they definitely went through and it's everything's redone. It's all cleaner. It's all nicer. The Even the uh, summons do have the upgraded, brand new, like super cool, polished look to them. I went, yeah, I'm going to have to play this game. I'm going to have to get it and have a good time with it. And I looked it up afterwards because one side tangent and then I'll come right back. I Googled Final Fantasy VII 25th anniversary presentation, or not Googled, I YouTubed it. And it came up, hey, here's one, which was just the raw Japanese one. That's what I watched. So I have subtitles, no nothing. So if they gave crazy details, I don't know about it. But then right below it was one from IGN. Same thing. Three hours and 45 minutes. Well, f*** you, IGN. No. Get out of here. You can't milk that for that much. No. 15 anyway. minutes. <laughs> it was literally 16 minutes to three hours and 45. I was so in shock and outraged. But anyway... Going back to it, I Googled this game afterwards because, again, no details. Can't, just watched it in Japanese, so I caught bits and pieces here and there. Uh, apparently, hey, it's also free to play. So you just, when it comes out, you just play it for free. It'll have microtransactions, but you and me, we're not those guys. So in theory, at least, unless they change it before it comes out, 
You can just bloop, bloop, bloop. It's on your phone. Play it forever. There you go. I wonder how they'll lock us out. That's my only question. Because being an RPG, the only thing I can think of is like time restraints. Maybe we can only play for like two hours a day or an hour a day or something. But I'm why, not going to play on my phone for more than two hours a day. Exactly. So I don't think there's anything it's going to do that would stop me from playing it and having a good time anyway. So I, I'm thinking we're in for just a win-win on this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I saw it and I went, that looks awesome. And then I read about, up about it and I went, that's an instant get. I don't even care. Last side tangent, what kind of phone did you get? What kind of iPhone? Uh, I don't know. The wife purchased it. Okay. I don't. I don't pay attention. She was like, "Hey, right. Father's Day, I got you this iPhone." I think it was like the big cool. I think it was like two hundred fifty bucks or something like that. So, okay, whatever version that is that's in that price range, that's the one. So you know, an entry level iPhone, but still, remember, audience and Matt, I've only ever bought forty to fifty dollar phones forever, except for the one time I got the Thunderbolt when that first came out. But then it broke, mm-hmm. and so then I was very broke, sad. Yeah, yeah. Thunderbolt so I, sucked. Then I never did that again. I went through like three of those because two of them wouldn't send or receive texts. Mm-hmm. They were just like, hey, I just don't work. Anyway, so sorry. Sorry. I was just curious. T- tangent and tangent and tangent and tangent. Either way, one of those models I got, and I'm excited because I'll actually be able to use a phone the right way for a while until it probably gets corrupted. But people tell me iPhones don't get all corrupted like these Android phones do. So Mine still runs just as fast as the day I got it, so it works out pretty well. If anybody can corrupt a phone, it'll be me. So I am the ultimate test. If That's this true. phone does not get diseased because of me, then boy, oh boy, iPhone, you got some good juice in you. The next, then, then the next year, Happy Father's Day! I got you one of them Apple watches. <laughs> Here we're walking around with this oh Apple watch. God. I just ordered mine the other day. Oh. I, kept look, I kept looking at it, and I was like, you know what? I keep looking at it, so that means I want. It means it. you really just, want it. Just get it. Yep, I agree. All right. Off the tangent, back to the old showcase. Then they headed up with Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core Reunion, or Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion, whichever way you want to pronounce it. I don't care. And I'm 100% in on board this. Yep. I never got to play any of the, the PSP, uh, Vita, whatever games it was. So this is, for me, fresh. They've updated the graphics. They've got it looking all pretty. Coming out on PS5, Xbox, um, I don't know if it's Epic or Steam. I don't remember now. PC, doesn't matter. It's coming out PC, not the Switch, though. So, sorry, folks. Y'all aren't... Oh, no, 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 Eric, don't screw this up. It is for the Switch, because that's what shocked me. I didn't think it was going to be for the Switch, because they did upgrade the graphics to make it look a lot cleaner. Can't get trophies, though. Can't get a trophy. Can't get a trophy, so don't play it there. Don't play it on the Switch. I don't care. Play it wherever you want to. But, regardless, I was very happy with it, because I haven't got to experience this particular game. So for me, I'm going in fresh. I'm having a good time. I was liking the way it looked. Zach's whole character I've always been fascinated with and wanted to know, you know, wanted to know a lot more about, especially since there was all those theories in the original FF7. If he was that hobo laying out in the tent and he wasn't actually mm-hmm. dead. Like, is that what happens? I still don't know to this day. Is it gonna like get him right up to the point where, you know, obviously he got cloud to Midgard and then everything went to hell or whatever? I don't know. I just want to find out because I love the lore and I love the story. This is a weird one because when all the additional Final Fantasy VII stuff came out, I went, okay, that's all cool, but most of it is on platforms I don't play or it doesn't look like a game that I want to play. And then, you know, not too long ago, got the Vita, and I was like, oh, I can download Crisis Core whenever I want. And so earlier this year when I planned my year of Final Fantasies, I went, what am I going to do when that comes around? Because I can't stream it. I'm just going to play it on my Vita and have fun. Oh, boom. Now it's coming out for everything. I can literally do it however and whenever and wherever I want to do it. And just like you, I have no knowledge about this. All I know is it's a story about Zack, and that's it. So I'm excited to play it. Final Fantasy VII isn't my favorite out of the series, but it's more cool content that everybody said was great back in the day. So I am excited to have a chance to crack that open, too, whenever I do that in my year of Final Fantasy I don't know where I'm going to slot all this stuff in. There's too much stuff. Because there's another thing just coming out next. More, more, part two Final <laughs> no. Fantasy remake. It's, it's coming. <laughs> then this part three is going to come out. And that's the beautiful part is this winter we get the Crisis Core. So, boom. For Final Fantasy fans, this winter, nom, 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 nom. Next summer, guess what? You get FF16 proper. Oh, nom, 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 nom. And then next winter. That's right, Matt. FF7 Rebirth. 
It's part two of FF7 Remake, and it's looking wild. They, they didn't really mm-hmm. give you a deep dive or anything. It was kind of like a little flashy, you know, cutscene. But what they did give you, it was, uh-oh, they are changing it. They just they mm-hmm. just 100% went, yep, we are changing this story. And right there, we're giving you the answer you want. Oh, I thought I thought you were dead. I I don't think you're supposed to be here. Well, why would I not be here? What are you talking about? Oh, and so they're gonna they're doing it. They're gonna change the story and Aerith or whoever or Tifa, whoever it is that dies, I don't know. You know, I mean one of those two characters. Wow. And that was the thing I was thinking of, because I wasn't looking at the screen right when it happened, but you know, the, all the stuff that I was watching, it was it was flashes of this, flashes of that, audio laid over top of it. Oh, how are you still alive? I thought five years ago you, well, maybe that's just him talking to Tifa from what he remembers about Nibelheim. Mm -hmm. And then they went with Aerith going, why wouldn't I be here from something completely different? But then they'll, Joel, you're right. They could be pulling a fast one, getting everybody thinking, oh, they're changing the big big drop. And then they don't. Oh, no, Matt. But but I don't think they will just because of the way that Seven was set up. Obviously, I never Mm -hmm. played it. But, you know, I know with the ghosts and things trying to keep them on track, there has to be a point where they break out. This is obviously where you're going to do it and then have a different conclusion in the third part. But it did make me laugh, though, because I watched some people's, like, reaction to it or tweets about it. And they're like, oh, my God, you're walking around with Sephiroth. Oh, everything's totally changed. And I went, you guys don't remember Final Fantasy VII, do you? Because after you got out, you went to Nibelheim and had a giant flashback sequence where you ran around with Sephiroth. You were hanging out with Sephiroth for a while. You did it the whole time. He was in your party and everything. How do you not remember that? How do you not? Yes. And then you were just a scrub and he killed everything for you. Mm -hmm. How how do people not remember that? What's going on here? Because they're crazy. They only remember the key points they've forgotten. I bet a lot of them don't even remember going to the uh, the ancestral place or the whole thing with Sid or, hell, the optional quest of Wutai where she steals your material and you go chase after. I bet a lot of people don't remember any of that. They just remember getting Red 13 and then the last fight and then Jesse and Big Zom getting killed. That's probably all they remember. They probably don't even remember what's burning down in that famous cutscene yeah. where Sephiroth turns around and there's fire. Exactly. Where is this? I don't know. Huh? It's probably when he's breaking out of Shiver Lab or nah, something. Man. What's going uh. on? Who's Vincent? <laughs> I don't even <laughs> ah, know. <laughs> and, and, of course, I brought Vincent up for a reason because we didn't see him. Mm-hmm. Not a peep, not a, not a speck yet. So the mystery remains. Will he be inherently coming in through the story, like, you know, through the actual story? Or is it there? Are they going to do exactly like they did with the other optional character, you know, uh, Yuffie, and bring them in through a, a, a DLC? That's such an awesome idea, because you could obviously they're integrating like Final Fantasy VII adjacent stuff in. You could do, I don't know how long the story is. I don't know what all happens. You could do Dirge of Cerberus That's as a DLC in this game because now everything's changing anyway. So maybe he's not. What was it like? Frozen in a block or strapped to a bed in that weird cave? He was in that coffin down there. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's out and about doing things, and maybe you see him like running down a hallway as you do the story. Boom! Final Fantasy Rebirth DLC. It's him doing his thing. That would be awesome. Or hell, even if they went classic, did do the Dirge of Cerberus, you know, but clean it up. Obviously, make it more of a eight-hour DLC adventure, and then have it end with him getting tossed in the coffin. Yeah, and then, yeah. then they like post you know how they did the post with Yuffie, where uh, it showed her them meeting up and doing the truck ride and all this other stuff. You do the post cutscene of Cloud and them walking in and finding him in the coffin and then getting him out. And then he goes, I'll tell you a story. And then obviously, you already played the story, so you know what it was. There you go. Mm-hmm. Or they open it with that, and then you do play his campaign, Dirge of Cerberus, so then you know why he was in the coffin that you just undid. Whatever way they do it. Yeah. would be fantastic. It would be super cool. And then, like you said, with everything changing, too, I'm just I'm so curious to see where it all goes with options open. And, I mean, that has to be the way they do it because they've set it up. Your one optional character, they threw in the first part. Mm-hmm. Here's the one for the second part. So the third part is all everybody, all slamming all and together. jamming together. I just yeah. wonder, I mean, they, there are three parts, and, you know, there are big chunks of the game that you could cut out or condense and stuff. How big is the second part going to be? And how big is the third part going to be? Because there's so many locations and places you go and things you do. Go into the Golden Saucer. That could be its own whole DLC. The whole ship ride over to the other 
Sign of the yeah. Continent, you know? There's so much stuff like you left gotta, to do, oh, and there's you, only two parts left. Yeah, you got to sneak into uh, the one city still and fight the diamond weapon or whatever it was. And I was going to say, you got to do the little marching minigame, the yes. whole thing. Oh, Everybody's got to put their sailor suits on it. Red 13's got to walk around like this. <laughs> there's so much. I got to fly on that dolphin. That dolphin's going to lift me to the sky. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I can't wait. Oh, the prison, you know, got to get in the prison, locked in, see Barrett's uh, buddy, you know, the, the one girl's dad. Yeah, you got to do that whole thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's tied into Golden Saucer, but that's a whole big whole area. arc yeah. of stuff you got to go do. Tons There's so stuff. much stuff that, I mean, they made just the Midgar section enormous the whole game. in the mm-hmm. last game. Are they just going to, I don't want to say padding, but are they going to take out all the padding and just make it wall to wall changed content? Or do some of those areas, now that things are going to change, do those just go away completely? Is it just, are you, scoop, we don't have to go there anymore because this thing happened. did this instead. Yeah. You know they'll keep the gold saucer just for the fun of it? I mean, yeah, you have to, but still. And then Costa del Sol, and they'll probably keep, uh, obviously. You got to see Hojo on the beach. Yeah, that's right. With the yeah, ladies, yeah. You know? chilling with the ladies, you know what I mean? Well, I don't know. Will they keep that? It's so many things. They should have kept Jesse alive, too. You know, I'm just really still frustrated that... All you know, the ghosts trying to keep things on track and them fighting against it. I wish they'd have got like a one win out of that yeah. last game. And Jesse staying alive would have been awesome because she was cool. She's better than the other two girls, you know. But I digress. But if you only get one win, you know what the win has to. You be. know what the win needs to be. That's yeah. true. I agree a hundred percent. So we'll see how it goes. But I'm super excited for it. I was sad to see the next winner. But I, I knew it was coming because with uh, FF16 getting pushed, well, it didn't get pushed, but I thought it would have come out in the winter, fall this year, and said it's coming out summer. I went, oh, okay, well, I know I'm not seeing Rebirth till you know, winter or the, even the year after. So eh, I'll take what I can get. It was yeah. a good showcase. It was right to the point. It was, like you said, 14, 15 minutes long. It was nothing. And, and it just went, here's the game, here's the game, here's the game. Have a great day. Boom. And I went, I appreciate that. And it was, if we listed off four things, it was 75% pure popping. Like we said, that first, the first soldier mobile game, mm-hmm. maybe not so much, but everything else was just cool, 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 cool. And speaking of cool things, you got anything else from around this Summer Games Festiva? Oh, I do. I do. I, I watched uh, some Day of the Devs, and I'll tell you, all right, I, won't, I had like five or six games here, but I'll just keep it to two, all right? And one is Fox and the Frog Travelers or something like that. I couldn't I couldn't tell if that was the title of the game or not. The way it was set up was just kind of strange to me. But it was towards the end of the Day of the Devs studio. Uh, I think it was when they had the two Japanese indie titles that they put on there. And what it is is your fox. It's this, this female character. You know, she's got the bushy hair. Your typical kind of looks like the fo- foxish or whatever. And she has a traveling companion, a frog. And he hops out and they talk about what they need to do. And I still don't really know what the hell you're doing in this game. But the art style, the way it's all played out, looks fascinating. It just looks really, really cool. It looks kind of noir. You know, it's like gloomy lights and things going on. And the part that sold me, because like I said, I still don't know what the hell's going on, was that you're being chased. So think Resident Evil Nemesis. You've got these weird, cool Japanese style, like or ogres or orcs or whatever. It's kind of haunting you and following you throughout the game and if you wait too long or stay in one place they got come out of the shadows and then they'll just grab you and just eat you and i was like that's super cool i love that type of gameplay that is just imminent danger like always you've got to be thinking and moving at the same time and not just standing around and oh oh let me just go onto the internet and look up how to win okay nope you stood around you're dead you got eaten so like I said, I, I don't really know what I'm supposed to be doing in the game, but I do know I like the whole chase, you know, mechanic going on there. And of course, it's just based in like this really cool, like I don't know, dim and gloomy, just weird little town. And you're gonna go in and talk to the different shopkeepers and stuff. And I want to know more about it. So it was definitely one that I was like, hey, you know, I wrote down. I'm like, I gotta try to figure out what the hell this game is or what it's about because they did a poor job in the trailer. I just. I'm like, oh, it looks great, but I don't know what this is about. Well, that's what I'm going to have to write down, because I did not watch the Day of the Dev stuff. I watched the Wholesome Direct with all kinds of cutesy indie games, and I got, I wrote down so many things, as I always do, but I'll narrow it down to only a few. I'm going to start off 
with a game that I think you would be interested in, Mr. Eric, which is called A Frog's Tale. And they said, hey, it's an RPG, and it's got some platforming, and it's got some actions you got to do that are kind of synced to the music. And I watched it, and I, I mean, all those things perked my ears up, and so I perked my eyeballs straight to the phone that I was watching it on. And this looked like the Mario and Luigi games. So straight-up RPG, side-scrolling, getting into battles, timed button presses, timed defends. I love those games. I love that stuff. So this is 100% going on my radar. Obviously, the graphics were cutesy, pixely. Your little frog dude running around fighting bugs and things. But just all those mechanics all together. And the Mm -hmm. fact that you're possibly doing stuff even just to the rhythm of the music in the battle that you're having. I can't remember if this was the one or not. Because there was another... It was either another game or it was this game. Where you had like an audience of other creatures in the front row. Just like Paper Mario Thousand Year Door where you're doing a stage play. Mm -hmm. And so they were interacting with what you were doing. That might be also be in this, but it might be in a different game. But regardless, A Frog's Tale, check it out, especially if you loved those Mario and Luigi games on Game Boy Advance, DS, all that stuff with the timing and the jumping and the doing and the things. Check it out. I will indeed go check that out. And of course, Matt, the one you're never going to play, but you still got to check out if you haven't seen it yet. It is Choo Choo Charlie. Okay? Of course it is. Of course it is. It has to be. As soon as this title came up, I went, uh-huh. no, this is this is, this is is going to be so I'm sold. I'm already sold. I don't even care. And then it got even better, Matt. got even better because you're on an island and you have yourself a little train. It's a first-person game, and you have to get on your train, and you have to defeat Choo Choo Charlie. And what is Choo Choo Charlie? He's a train, too, with a giant evil face, and he has eight legs like a spider. And he's like... And he wants to eat you, and he eats the villagers. He eats whatever he wants. And to stop him, when you're on your train, you got to shoot him with your different weapons. And you got flamethrowers, grenade launchers, uh, rocket launchers, machine guns. You're over here blasting him. If you hit him enough, it'll scare uh, scare him off, and he'll go try to kill and eat other people. And then the meat of the game is you have to traverse the island. Of course, staying within proximity of your defensive system, which is your train. But you got to get off that train. Because you got to go find these little caves and these little ruins and things and other people and find these pieces to form a relic or whatever it is that will summon Charlie the Choo Choo once and for all to a one-on-one battle where you have to go up against him and defeat him once and for all to end the curse of Charlie the Choo Choo on this particular island. Why you don't just get off the island and never go and even bother with Charlie Choo Choo, I don't know. Apparently you really just don't like him and you want to kill him. But I'll tell you this, Charlie Choo Choo's looking pretty sick, Matt. You gotta go check it out. You said it, and I went, oh man, I haven't heard of this game at all. And then you started describing it, and I went, I have seen a trailer for this game years ago, maybe? Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna have to go back and watch this, because obviously now there's more to it. I don't know if it was just a concept trailer that I saw, but I remember the evil Choo Choo train with his little spider legs and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited for this too, because when I watched that first trailer, I went, that looks pretty cool. So now there's more to it. It's going to be even cooler. And another game that I watched from the Wholesome Direct today, it closed out the show. And then I, I immediately went on YouTube and saw, looked to see if somebody was doing some more playthroughs of it. And there were a bunch of previews, and I watched it. And I got so excited, and, and just I got sucked into the world. And it's called Melatonin. This is a game. It's kind of like a chill, just relaxed type of game. Well, obviously, everybody remembers WarioWare, so there's like minigames you're doing. But then if anyone also remembers a game called Rhythm Heaven, where you had to do the minigames to the beat and click the buttons to the beat, that seems to be what Melatonin was 100% based on. Because it's, it's kind of this dreamy, like, your character, I think you like fall asleep and you're daydreaming about these different aspects of your life. So you go into this aspect and it's about food. And so the minigame is, you know, you're kind of floating in the clouds and something is tossing you treats, but it's tossing them to the beat. And depending on the beat of the song depends on how far the treat spirals before it gets to your mouth. So you gotta up, you gotta chomp the treat on the beat. Another thing was the character was dreaming about shopping. And so on one side of the screen was a little credit card swiper. And on the other side was the display shelves. And items would drop on the shelves. Plink, 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 plink. And then on the other side you go swipe, 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 swipe. Next thing, plink, 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 swipe, swipe. Swipe, swipe. And the rhythm and the beats and the things would change every single time. And it was, it sucked me in. I went, this is, I love this stuff. I love the little mini games. I love moving to the beat. I love rhythm games. It just all came together and the music was cool. It was just grooving and just put you in that like, I'm kind of zoned out, soft focus. I'm just in the music type of thing. 
And I got so excited for it, I wrote it down in big old capital letters. I got to get it. Now, you said all that, and of course, I've heard people talk about melatonin, but it brought up something I did, Matt. And it sort of ties in, I guess. Uh, and I was trying to look it up, the actual name of this game, while uh, you were talking, but uh, I failed to do so. And I think it's called, and correct me if you know it, Metal, that one game, Metal Hellsinger. Yeah, Metal yeah, Hellsinger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, they put out a demo recently for you to go check out. This is another indie-type title that's coming out, folks, in case mm-hmm. you didn't know. They got a demo out right now if you want to go download it on uh, PS5 and I'm sure everywhere else as well. Like Melatonin, that's this game's about killing demons to heavy metal music on the little the little beat. It's While you're playing, you'll see this little line and then you these little arrows that go. And every time it gets to the thing, that's when you're supposed to attack. And that's how you get your, uh, you know, your big, big attacks going. And then the metal, the music, gets clearer and clearer and up and up and up until you're hearing the vocals. When you're actually raging out and you're at 10 max, that's when the vocals to the song are rocking. Everything's just pumping and you're just smoking baddies, doing maximum damage, flying around, you know, once again, Doom Eternal style, just free willy-nilly all over the place. Super awesome. Uh, I suck completely and I can't play the game. So, <laughs> so yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna say I told you so. You did, know. but I did tell you so. <laughs> I, I was, I can't, I cannot. I just tried, and I tried over and over again. I can't do it. I, my brain is so conditioned to just kill enemies, just do it, to yeah. move quickly, kill everything, keep moving, never stop. Doom has just completely broken me. I can't just sit here and wait for the right timing to hit my attack or, or shoot the gun or whatever. There was another similar game, I think on a more indie level. It didn't have the nice graphics that Metal Hellsinger does. Mm-hmm. It was called like a BPM, Bullets Per Minute, and it was the same kind of like thrashing, rashing guitars, and it had the same like interface where I think it was like two chevrons and they came together and when yes, they formed the little exactly. diamond is when you shot. And I watched people play it and I went, that, that looks so cool. But if the enemy is in front of me and I have a six-shot magnum, how am I not just going to go pow, 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 pow? Why do I have to go pow, 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 pow? Like I get it, but just the, the two concepts are just totally foreign. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. I, I wanted to love it and I wanted to play it. And, and boy, oh boy, was it awesome when the music was going. But I since I wasn't good at it, I was sitting there at like a four to five the whole time. Mm-hmm. So the music's like, you know, kind of like not there. It's missing things. and yeah. It was just garbled. And then I'm like... Now I'm mad because I can't get the rhythm going and can't make it. And then on top of it, the music sucks because it's not; it doesn't even have all the instruments and things going for it. So I don't even get to hear the song the way it's supposed to be. And I'm like, now, okay, well, dang. So there you go. I'm sorry. That is something I played and had a good time with. But it wasn't until Matt was talking about melatonin that jogged that memory of failure that I thought I'd share with you today. <laughs> well, I got another one. And I'll, I'll condense a couple of them down in here. One was a game called Lumbear Jack, which I think is out now. I think it came out on the 14th, according to what that trailer said. And this is where you are a bear and you've got an axe and you're just going around like destroying industry and machinery and bringing wildlife back and bringing the forest back. And, you know, this could go some really dark places, but from the like little 30 second trailer, because all the wholesome direct stuff was such short micro trailers. It put me in the mind of something like Katamari Damacy or Donut County, where you could be, you know, taking an axe and hacking stuff up. But, you know, it's just him and he goes over to a dam and he goes whap, whap, and the dam like breaks apart into two giant polygons and then the water spills everywhere. It's all cartoony. It's all silly looking. You know, you're hacking up bulldozers and, and logging devices and then trees are sprouting up everywhere. It just seemed like a simple, fun game. And then another game, like I said, I'll give you a two pack right here Coffee Talk 2. I played the original Coffee Talk however many moons ago, years ago, on the Switch. A little game about you play as a barista in near-future Seattle where there's beasts and demons and all kinds of like aliens and robots and all kinds of creatures all come together. And they come to your coffee shop, and if you make them the drinks that they need, they kind of open up to each other or open up to you. And you learn more about their stories and what's going on. And then the next little episode, maybe it's different characters. Maybe those characters come back. Maybe they want this or that and the other thing. They said in the in the trailer, more characters, more story, more events, more drinks to make. I loved that game so much. So to get a sequel, it's fantastic. And especially if you 100% completed the original, you know there's kind of a weird twist as to who you are and what you do. 
So how are they going to incorporate that into Coffee Talk Episode 2? I don't know, but I want to find out. Well, I'll give you one last quickie too, man, because I feel I feel sad about not doing this because I wanted to talk about this one. Planet of Lana, an off-Earth odyssey. Boy and his blob. All right. That's all I really got to say. It's a beautiful platforming title where you got to stop and think and use your partner, you know, your little, your little, I don't want to say pet, more companion to uh, find out how to solve these platforming puzzles and, you know, that your your partner can squeeze into things, go places you can't, you can do stuff and pull stuff. You know, the typical Boy and His Blob type adventure. I saw this. It was I think it was like the, one of the openers to the Day of the Devs. So you don't even have to search for it very long or you can just go YouTube it. But definitely check that one out if you guys and gals out there liked those types of titles, because I sure did. And this one looks gorgeous and looks like a lot of fun. And I'll give you one last slam and bang, because there's so many cool things on here. I know, there's more. There's always more. Two, real quick, uh, you got to check out 30 Birds. It looks like like Arabian paintings come to life. And you, you care, as your character, you move around, like, I don't know if it's like a pillar that, that all these drawings are on, but like you get to the edge of the screen and then the pillar rotates and you're going around this square column and doing all kinds of stuff and finding crazy characters and all this other stuff. Another game you have to look at because you have to just see the trailer. It's called Paper Trail. I think it's a story about a girl leaving home for the first time. And so you walk, you're walking down a path, you reach the end of a path, what do you do? Oh, the stage that you're on is a sheet of paper. So you can literally drag your mouse over grab the side of the page and fold it over. And on the back of the page, there's more stuff. So if you fold over, now you were at the dead end of a path, fold it over, and now the path continues. Now you can go. You can, like, fold from the corners down. Like, there's one scene in that trailer where you have a door in front of you, but there's no exit door. You fold the corner of the page down, you go in the door normally, and you come out upside down like an M.C. Escher painting, and I think you unfold here. They said you can tear the paper, too, to make stuff happen. and and do. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Everybody needs to go see that trailer, because even if the game only does half the stuff you could do in that, Jesus, wow, Uh, awesome. That does sound fantastic, Matt, and there's more to talk about, but I I won't, I won't. It's got to stop at some point. Just if you got time, go check out these alternate cool events that took place around you know Summer Games Fest. Or actually, I think are part of it in some tertiary fashion. I don't know, right. but so many awesome games out there right now. So much to see and look at and get excited for. Get out there, check out the ones we told you to look at, and then expand and go look at some of the others. Because you know what, your tastes are different from me and Matt's, so you might see stuff that we totally dismissed that you love. I was going to say, I know there's the PC gaming show. You said the OSK showcase was a big yeah, thing. The, yeah. I mean, and s- some of these other side shows, they're only like an hour. So if you're making dinner, pop on the Wholesome Game Direct. You'll see, I think, like 100 trailers inside of that 60 minutes. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. But yes, tell us what we missed, what you thought was interesting, what you have gone and wishlisted based on our recommendations alone via the email, thirdshiftme at gmail.com, on the Twitter machine at thirdshiftme, and find us on Facebook under Third Shift. Indeed, you can find us over on that Facebook. You can also find us on Patreon. Yes, folks, we're over there. If you like what we're doing, want to throw us a buck or two, we appreciate that so very much. You know, little tip jar, three bucks, five bucks, or maybe, I haven't said in a few weeks, that coveted million bucks. We open up, uh, what I say last time and screwed it all up? It wasn't the food lion. It was the piggly, piggly Wiggly. Wiggly. That's right. Oh, I was thinking about my gunnery sergeant back then, you know. So, no, it won't be the Piggly Wiggly. It'll be the food lion, and we'll change our whole lives around that it'll be great and if you can't give us the bucks the monies you can go to twitch as matt has said before and go oh i got amazon prime because everybody has amazon prime because we're all slaves to amazon so you know what be a slave to us and amazon go to twitch give us that free five dollar prime sub that you can do every single month and then we will slowly but surely take over the world with all that money that you so graciously bestowed upon us and if you can't even do that because wow you know internet's hard and pushing six buttons is just so hard for me <laughs> you know what else you can do you can get us a, a a recommendation something you want us to talk about a uh, five-star rating on the itunes i think that's like a button you gotta click a button you could do that so many ways to support us that don't require a lot of work on your end and it'd be so so nice for us Another thing that'd be nice is if you listen to the very next episode, which should be dropping on the 30th of June. God only knows when we're going to record no, it. I don't know. We're we're probably going to have to stop recording up. now and then record the next one right then. Who mm-hmm. knows? We're not going to do that. There's, a, there's other stuff to do. 
But check out that episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. As I always say, hey, if you like what we're doing, you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out, and we really do appreciate it. Indeed, we do appreciate your respect. We appreciate the five-star reviews. I hope you did it. I hope I see them. Uh, someday I'll figure out how to see on Spotify. But I know Matt can see on the iTunes, and I haven't heard him say we've got another one, so shame on you. Oh, crap. Oh, crap. Oh, crap, Uh-oh. Eric. I promised a thing. I got to read the oh, thing on did. this episode. You did. You promised it. It's been another week. Well, we appreciate the good words. We appreciate the five stars, and apparently... Matt's got a good word or something going on that he was supposed to talk about last time, but didn't. So now he must remedy it here in the 10th hour or the 11th hour, whatever the saying is. I don't remember. <laughs> it 100% is the 11th hour. When we started, I went, okay, it's going to be a quick episode. This is going to save our bacon and fill up a lot of time. Uh, it's something from our good buddy Howard, who sent to us belated congratulations on your 300th episode. If you all know Howard, strap yourselves in. It's a lot of paragraphs, but he writes, Hey guys, I want to start this out with both an apology and an explanation. An apology for not sending this out in time for the 300th episode of Third Shift, which by the way was terrific, thank you Howard, adding only that the old saying still holds true. Life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans. This year has been a little hectic, very busy, and generally full, much like everyone else's. So I won't go too far into that. After all, your listeners are not streaming your podcast just to hear me go on about my life. However, they may share in this sentiment. No matter in what direction I am being pulled into, the constant demands for my attention, or the tasks that I must complete before all the chaos ensues, I have one oasis during that week where I can check out and check in to something fun. Third Shift has been that oasis for me. I've enjoyed hearing about how your weeks have been going and the games that have caught your attention. It's helped me branch out and consider games I might have overlooked simply because they don't fit the genre I like. In fact, I have even purchased a few solely on your recommendations. Will I ever be given the chance to play them? We'll just leave that question to the ages. However, my point is that I was captivated enough by your description and enthusiasm to give it a try for myself. Why? Because you're a couple of friends who love gaming. So much so that you've extended that friendship and love of gaming to all the listening community. You've made us all a part of Third Shift. There's a lot more to be said here. I've listened to your podcast from the very beginning and have not only enjoyed it for its content, but for the journey that both of you have been on to bring it to us. It's not always easy, but you work hard to bring that joy to all of us. It is appreciated. I almost can't believe it's been 300 episodes, but at the same time, I can't wait for the next 300. You guys have been epic. Thank you, Howard. I told you I'd read it on the episode. Here you are. Thanks for the feedback. It was a little late, but I appreciate it nonetheless. It was good. Indeed, very much so. Thanks, Howard. We love making you the butt of some of our jokes. You know, you can go back in time and see him. But it's all in fun. As you know, thank you so very much. Even if it is a little late, you know, we've already busted your chops about it. So we'll, we'll let it go with that. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Now I feel retroactively bad because didn't we just, I just made fun of Howard earlier in the episode mm-hmm. with the RV and stuff. Ah, uh, sorry, buddy. But I appreciate your awesome feedback. Like we always say, whenever we get nice feedback, It is always awesome to hear from you guys, to hear that we're appreciated and we're loved and we love you and that's all great and it's just a wonderful time. Let's all love each other here on Third Shift, you know? That's what I'm talking about. And with that, Matt, there's nothing else to say today but a good old... Good old... Sit down.